Welcome to the Parenting Show with Pina Crispo from ChicMama.ca on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Happy Sunday and welcome to the Parenting Show. I'm your host, Pina Crispo, ChicMama.ca. And guys, we are talking about something that, okay, how do I put this? Um, everyone wants, um, but not all of us can get or the quality of it isn't the best. Um, and kids don't really care for it. Adults are all about it. Does that sound bad? Did I just make that sound dirty, Elena? That sounds perfect, actually. <laughs> <laughs> and that is my guest, Elena McGinn from Good Night Sleep Site, because we're talking all about sleep on the show today, which... Alana, how long have you known before? How it's been? Quite, it's been a while. Yeah, yeah, it's been years. I know. And I can't wait to sucks. see you in person. I know. <laughs> <laughs> but for as long as you've known me, you your know sleep me has sucked. For, yeah, <laughs> yeah, totally. Your sleep you has sucked from day one. Sleep because my sleep sucks. Um, I was actually just on Instagram earlier this week, um, talking about how crappy my sleep has been and how I haven't had a good night's sleep in what feels like years. Like you may have that one off night and you're like, oh, that was good, but nothing consistent. And then you have like the kids who are just like, I don't want to go to sleep. I don't want to go to sleep. Like we all have our different battles and, and issues with sleep. Um, so I, I need, we always need your help, Alana. We yeah, always need I'm your here. help. I gotcha. <laughs> There's been some major um, things that have happened in the past few weeks as well. This has been a been busy, affecting. busy sleep, sleep time here. Yeah. Like we had um, daylight savings, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we also celebrated world sleep day. That's right. Ago. Yeah. yeah. Can I, what is that about? Let's, let's, let's be honest with me here. What is it? Well, so World Sleep Day is just a day. Well, it's actually Sleep Awareness Week. And then the last day of the week is typically World Sleep Day. So it's just a national day. Like we have National Hot Dog Day and National Pancake Day. It's a day that we really just put a focus on sleep. So a lot of sleep professionals, sleep organizations, um, you know, really talk a lot about sleep, uh, more so than we normally do. Um, But it's just a day to put on focus. This year's was um, regular sleep, healthy future. So it was just really promoting, you know, being regular with healthy sleep habits and getting in good regular sleep health um, means you're gonna have a healthier future, right? Because we see, Unfortunately, what can happen to our health down the road when, you know, we are suffering from sleep loss chronically. Uh, So it's just to bring awareness to sleep health, just like it is important to eat well and to exercise well. So is this like, is this your Christmas being a sleep consultant? Well, you know, what's funny. So (laughs) for me, Christmas. Yeah. So for me personally, the time change is always a busy time. 
So in that week in March, normally it's March break this year. It wasn't because of COVID, but in that week, I always laugh with Becky, who is, who's my, one of my team members. That week is my twin's birthday. It's March break. It's world sleep day. It's time change. It's always like, I'm dead by the end of that week. Like by the time <laughs> world sleep day happens, I'm like, I'm done. <laughs> like, I'm, in my bed. I'm exhausted. Yeah. So it's always, it's my busiest week of the year. I mean, it's a, it's all for good things. But it's all, so I'm like, thank God this year they didn't have March break and they were in school because I was swamped. Again, all good things, right? Good problems to have. But, okay, so I have a few, a few questions. Let me see where to start because you mentioned um, that sleep is so important. And if you suffer from like, like bad sleep, it affects Mm -hmm. your health, Um, you know, and, and your, your future self, right? So a lot of people just think sleep is sleep, but in reality, it's connected to so many different parts of our lives and can actually impact us like in so many ways and in so many different aspects of our lives that like a lot of us, a lot of people don't know about. Yeah. I mean, I think the biggest misconception with sleep is so if we look at like three pillars of sleep or three pillars of health, we have sleep, nutrition, and exercise. So we know when we're not working out because we're not working out. We know when we're not working out. We know when we're not eating well, we see the foods we're putting in our mouth. So we tend to put more value and more importance on making changes in regards to those two pillars. With sleep, we sleep, whether we sleep enough, whether we get the right quality of sleep, generally you sleep every day, right? So you might not understand that you might not understand your own personal sleep needs. You might not understand that you need to get more sleep, or you might not understand that you need to get a better quality of sleep. And when we do look at the three pillars, I kind of look at it more as a triangle actually than pillars. And, you know, the base of that triangle is sleep because when we're not sleeping, we're not making great nutritional choices. We tend to crave more carbohydrates, more sugar. Uh, we can't metabolize and digest our food as well. Um, we're not working out cause we're like exhausted. Yeah. So, you know, sleep is really important. So I will say in the past few years, I think people are starting to put more and more focus on their sleep health and understanding that it is an important part of their overall wellness, which is amazing. Um, so that's good. I think we're in a step in the right direction, but we have to understand that it, you know, it is just as important as eating well and getting physical exercise, which are also important things to do for sure. Okay. Now, how much sleep do we need to get? Like if we were to break it down by age group. Okay. So like we got babies and like little ones and, you know, teenagers, adults, like what is a good, like amount of sleep that we should be like targeting for? So, I mean, it ranges depending on ages. When we're talking about our littles, like our babies or toddlers or kids, they need more nighttime sleep than we do. So, you know, we're looking at, I mean, if we're going down to babies, we're looking at anywhere between 12 hours, you know, going up to, we'll say school age kids, you're looking at, you know, nine or 10 hours of sleep per night. Um, and again, that's that misconception too, especially for new parents. They, they think those seven to eight hours that they hear that we should get our kids should be getting, they actually need a lot more than we do when we get into tweens, teens, adults, um, you know, for our tweens and teens, you're looking, I mean, still a little bit more, you're looking at about, we'll say nine to 10 hours of sleep per night. Um, and then when we get into adults, I mean, the average is seven to eight hours. That being said, everyone has their own baseline 
of sleep, like their own personal sleep needs. So maybe I need, I can function fine on seven. Maybe you can function fine on six. You know, it's not to say you have to get seven to eight hours, but I think if you're ranging it between six to nine, cause some people might need more, some people might need yeah. nine. Um, and consistently hitting that, like I would say 80% of the time, um, you're doing great. You know, it's, it's when you're consistently logging in those four to five. And I know a lot of people who say, well, I function fine on four to five, your body begins to feel okay on four to five hours because it's just what it's used to, but what's going on inside might be telling you a different story. So there's that, um, it's kind of, I always equate it to drinking. You know, the more you drink, your tolerance yeah. for alcohol increases, right? It takes you yeah. a lot more to, to feel good. Um, with sleeping, it's the same thing. The less you sleep, you start feeling okay on that amount, but it's not, that doesn't mean that's good for you and that's what your body needs. So this is where you're talking about the quality of sleep. Well, quality and quantity. I mean, that being said, you know, that's, so that's the quantity of sleep. That being said, when we look at our quality of sleep, um, you know, it's, I would prefer someone to actually get a good five hours of quality of sleep than seven to eight hours of just junk sleep. And what I mean by junk sleep, and we can get into more about, you know, light and deep sleep and, and how to achieve it. Um, but quality of sleep is, is even more so in my opinion, important than the amount of sleep you're getting. Yeah, I can totally, because if you're not getting a good night's sleep, you know, yeah. you said that like you make, you don't make the best choices. Like you were talking about look, nutrition. You're not going to go, you're going to just go for like the sugary carbs, um, the, the not caffeine, so good things for you. You're not going to go work out because you're exhausted. And as parents, we need our sleep so we can actually function and deal with our kids. Yeah. Because these right. kids are high energy. <laughs> <laughs> they are. Right? <laughs> so with these kids, okay, they have had a crazy year. We've all yeah. had a crazy year. But these kids, I really feel for them, okay? Like, yeah. and it's like, okay, you're in school. Nope, you're at home. Okay, now you're back in school. Oh, someone coughed in your class. You're home again. <laughs> They've had and to so adapt a lot. Throwing things off. And sleep included. So in the past year with all these changes and recently with like the time change um, happening, now spring is here. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. <laughs> you know, um, what are some things that we can do to help our kids adapt and just like make sure that they're getting the sleep that they need while all this craziness is happening around them that can easily throw them off. Yeah. I mean, you know, you mentioned the back and forth and I think, you know, to start, I think it's important to talk about, you know, why we're seeing an increase in sleep issues with our kids. Cause we definitely are. I think a big part of it is just what you said. There's, they've had to do a lot of adjusting this past year. Right. And a big part of that is school delivery. So whether your kid's doing remote school, whether they're doing uh, in-person school with the in-person school, there's been a lot of back and forth with lockdowns. And so there's that, that stress and that anxiety around, you know, will I be able to stay connected with my friends, with my teachers? Will I be able to get online, hand in my assignments, all of these things. Um, and then with, um, you know, and just with the uncertainty and fears, you know, um, they're going through the same uncertainty and fears that we are, you know, will I get sick? Are my parents or my teachers going to get sick? When will this pandemic be over? We all, we're also seeing an increase in, in screen time, you know, with an increase in screen time, we're oh seeing an, a decrease in physical activity and getting outside and getting moving. And I'm probably going to be talking a lot about that today. Like it's so important to get them outside and get them moving. Okay. Hold that thought because screen time, 
and getting outside, getting them moving. We are going to take a quick break, but we are going to be back with more right here on The Parenting Show. We've got Alana again from Good Night Sleep Site. It is all sleep today. You're not going to want to miss it. Now, back to The Parenting Show with Pina Crispo on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Welcome back. You are tuned in to Global News Radio 640 Toronto, and you're listening to The Parenting Show. I'm your host, Pina Crispo from ChicMama.ca, and we're talking sleep, all things sleep, with sleep consultant and expert Alana McGinn from Goodnight Sleep Site. Alana, before the break, you mentioned screen time and getting outside um, for some physical activity, in particular for our kids. And I wanted you to talk a little bit more on that because screen time has just like shot, like straight up. And has not been coming down. Um, Our kids have like, you know, even if you just look at it on a leisurely level, there's really nowhere for them to go, anything to do. So they're locked inside. They turn to their screens, you know, now when we're, when we can't attend school or if you've chosen to teach your, your kids at home, they're on a screen for a full day, five days a week. So where do we even start with that? Because we know that screen time affects our sleep big time. It does. It does. And listen, I'm a mom of three. So I am the first to, to, you know, uh, to say that, listen, my screen time's been up at our house too. Uh, you know, so I, I'm, like I said, I'm a parent of three. I'm not here to tell parents to like monitor screen time because I understand how hard that can be. Um, you know, we can definitely set boundaries on it. Obviously they have to be online for school. That has to happen. Um, but, you know, off, off school hours, this is where it's time to, to try and set as, as many boundaries as you can. Again, I have a son who's like addicted to his switch. So I get it, you know, <laughs> Same here. Um, and sometimes it's just not worth the battle. You know what I mean? Sometimes mom wants some quiet time. So the switch yeah. it is. Um, but, you know, we do have to set those, those boundaries. And I think an important thing is two things can happen. One is set that structure, because if, if this pandemic has given us anything and it's given us a lot, it's also given us lack of routine and lack of structure. And there's, mm-hmm. there's that uncertainty of structure with school with our kids so the best times that we can give them that solid structure is the evening hours and at bedtime right a consistent bedtime routine is so important but even incorporating that throughout the day with consistent meal times consistent outdoor time so making sure that we're stepping away from tech when we can and getting outside. I mean, now we're, you know, the weather's getting nicer. Everyone's outside, which is amazing. This is when we really want to encourage that outdoor physical activity. Not only is that just good for our general health and well-being, both body, mind, everything, um, but it helps build a drive for sleep for ourselves and for our kids. And really that's our goal from the moment we wake up in the morning, we want to build that nice, strong drive for sleep. So it's easier for us, for our kids to fall asleep at night. So creating in a more balanced structure, but also, you know, if you find that your child is struggling with the screen time, because it's not even kids, you know, some kids do fine with it. Some kids really struggle with that much of online school and online screen time, have those conversations with teachers. I mean, teachers have been incredible during this whole thing and they want to work with families to better the kids and to make sure that the kids are doing a well. Okay. So if your child's doing online school, like maybe asking if lunch break can be a bit longer or if they can incorporate another break in throughout the day, especially for our little kids, like yeah. we're talking kindergarten to grade Marcus's age. You know what I mean? Yeah, like kindergarten. Five, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, adding in an extra break, a longer lunch period, a little less, um, a little more offline time than online time. Like 
open up those conversations and that's okay to do. Yeah, I think um, you hit it, you hit the nail on the head too. Like the weather is getting better. Let's get outside. Let's get the kids active. Let's get them moving. And it's also good for us. Yeah. Oh, for you know sure. What I mean, like if you can, if your, your schedule allows you to take them out yeah. because let's get real, you know what I mean? Like we're still working from home totally, and, and some parents are just struggling and they're stressing out, like just trying to manage it all. But if you can't even just move your lunch hour to outside, you know what I mean? eat something quickly and then run outside or eat outside and, and just sit down while you watch the kids like play a little bit. Um, I think the fresh air, the outdoors, um, that vitamin D. Yeah. It it helps quite a bit for us. Even like an evening walk, you know, I mean, listen, I understand parents are working too, and it might be hard to fit in in the morning or during the day. Um, but you know, maybe after dinner, you, as a family, you go out for that evening walk, any time of day that you can fit in some kind of physical activity, um, is so important. So, yeah. Yeah. I, um, I'm with you. I'm with you. And my, my next, my next thing, you know, we talked a little bit about the kids, but Alana, us parents, you know, the pandemic hasn't been kind to anyone, but we're stressing out. We're stressing out a lot. You know, you've got um, people who have now had to move everything from an office to what they're used to, to a home space, and they're working from home. Then you have entrepreneurs like ourselves, you know, and we're trying to do our best and still be able to work, which work is like, hit and miss right now. Um, So we've got that. Just even the uncertainty of like, how long are things going to be like this for? You know, what's going on? Um, Are our kids okay? There's a lot of stress. There's a lot of stress. There's a lot of anxiety. And that plays hand in hand with our sleep, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, the whole family. What do we do? I know. Listen, the whole family is feeling the stress. And this again, brings me down back down to bedtime and and why bedtime routine I think is so important. I'll just take it back to the kids for a quick second before I get into the adult stuff, because our kids are feeling this stress as well. And I think it's really important to, you know, when we have that consistent bedtime with our kids, this allows for more parental engagement. Um, it allows for parents to kind of really suss out what's going on with their kids because we're stressing out about our kids stressing out, right? I mean, there's a flip side to that too. Our kids mm-hmm. are picking up on our stress too, which which I'll talk about after. But, um, you know, it's important that we get to the root cause of why our kids are stressing out and bedtime routine really allows us to do that. So have those open-ended questions and have that conversation and just have that consistent structure with them. And, um, you know, there's, there's certain tools and, and techniques that you can use to kind of help minimize their stress, like shared journals and certain questions that you can ask. And even down to the little kids, you know, how to um, choose maybe a better story in their mind if if they're having difficulties falling asleep because of thoughts or scary monsters or things like that. But um, I think it's really important to kind of manage their stress levels as well um, because our kids are are super stressed out too. That being said, we also have to manage our own stress levels because, you know, there's, I always say there's a reason why they, they tell you to put that oxygen mask on first as parents, you know, our kids are really perceptive. They're picking up on our, on our anxiety and our stress and our fears. And um, even if we're trying to shield them from it, we're trying to shield them from the news. We're trying to shield them from our own conversations. Little ears pick stuff up. You know this, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Um, you know, they, they pick up that energy. 
they pick up that energy, they pick up those conversations, they pick up the news in the background. Um, so it's really important to kind of manage our own stress, choose calming activities for us, um, and then in turn help them feel better as well. Yeah, that's that's a big thing because if we can somehow manage our stress, just be a little bit more easygoing, a little bit more calm, um, they will pick up on that and it'll make things easier for them. So not only is it important for us, but we have to remember that there's littles watching us all the time. Yeah, right. for sure. Yeah. So, okay. Now, when it comes to bedtime, I have been having, um, and I'm going to get back to the adults, but yeah, I know we keep jumping back and forth, but <laughs> I've been having issues with the kids when it's time to go to bed. I don't want to go to bed. I don't want to go to bed because of the recent time change, Marcus, it's still light outside mama. I'm like, I don't care. Get moving, yeah. you know? So what, like any help or advice, because I know that if my kids don't get at least eight hours of sleep, they are cranky in the morning. It's bad. Yeah. And I mean, that's such a common thing that we hear this time because of the time change, you know, the sun's out earlier, the sun's out later. Um, you know, like I said, kids, kids aren't dumb. They're like, it's not my bedtime. The sun's still out. Right. <laughs> uh, so there's different tools that you can use one for, especially for our little kids, um, you know, things like, well, for a little or older kids, depending on the age we're looking at toddler clocks can work really well. So toddler clocks, these are for our littles, like our, I would say our two up until they can tell the time on the clock really from two years old to that age. Um, they just give kind of visual cues. And there's, if you just Google toddler clocks, there's a lot out there that work really well. And it's just a visual color or a picture that kind of shows them that it's time to go to bed and it's time to wake up. So they visually cues them that, you know, you, well, your toddler clock's on. So therefore it's bedtime and you can set it to the certain times. Blackout blinds are like, what you got to do right now and really darken up the room. I know the sun is still out. And these are conversations that we can have with our little ones too. You know, the clocks change. I know the sun's still out, but the blind is down. Your room is dark and therefore it's bedtime and staying really consistent with it. You know, if we start, I always say like bedtimes, nap times, they're not optional. And the second we start treating them as options and giving in a little bit, and I'm not saying you have to be super strict every single night, bedtimes are going to be later. Some nights I get that naps are going to be missed for certain reasons. 20% of the time is okay. Provided you have a pretty good independent sleeper. If you have a child who's kind of constantly wanting a little bit more, um, that's where you have to be really consistent with that follow through and really treat bedtimes as not optional times. You know, it's, it's bedtime. They can look at the clock. If they can tell the time they can look at their toddler clock. Um, but the minute you kind of, you know, I always say toddlers and, and younger kids are it's, it's black or white. If you give a little bit of gray, they kind of take it and run. Right. <laughs> so, um, you gotta be really consistent with things with that age, especially when we go through transitions like this, like time changes, um, summertime, you know, routines tend to kind of, uh, fall by the wayside. Um, but it's, it's important, especially if, if you have one who's constantly battling you, you gotta have to, you have to be really consistent with those things. It's true. Like Samantha's nine now, Lily's seven, Marcus is five. And at around between seven, seven thirty, it's like we're upstairs and yeah. like, we are getting PJs on brushing our teeth, getting ready to go to bed. And it's funny. Cause now Samantha's saying to me, but why? Because my friends get to stay up later. And I'm like, yeah, but do you see what you're like in the morning? You're a monster if you don't get your sleep. So, you know, this is what we do. And I'm very like, you know, 
by eight o'clock at the latest, they are in, they have to be in bed. Yeah. Um, sleeping. And I think that it's so, so important, but I like the tips of, uh, the clock, mm-hmm. the toddler clock. Um, and I never, I've never done the blackout blinds, but the blackout blinds. I mean, you don't have to spend a fortune to get all new window treatments by any means. I mean, if there's a lot of sun in your, in your room, uh, or in your child's room, and you know that it's kind of been an issue, some kids are more sleep sensitive than others. So come, some kids don't need it, but if it's a, if it's an issue, especially with the lighter bedtimes, cause you know, seven, seven 30, most kids bedtime sun's still out, you know, and it, mm-hmm. it will just be getting lighter as, as we go on, which I'm like so happy about because it just means summer's coming and that just brings me joy. Um, but you know, I've, I've had clients like tape up garbage bags. I mean, you can get really inexpensive window blackout panels that you can put over existing, you know, at, at local department stores, um, even tape up paper shades at blackout. So like, you don't have to spend a lot of money, um, to do it. it. Get creative with it. And it's, it's, it could be a short-term thing just until they kind of get the point that it's bedtime. Um, it doesn't have to be an, an always thing of keeping that room nice and dark, but we all do sleep better in a darker environment. So, um, you know, whether there's sun light sensitive or not, it could work. Okay. I just, one of the, uh, one of the things that my girls use are the eye masks. I don't yeah. know. I could never sleep with one of those things, but like, I don't know. What do you think about those? Like, I mean, you know, on, on a professional, you know, like expert sleep level. consultant level, like, is that something you'd be like, yeah, that's cool. Or no P like for kids don't do it. Cause my girls like swear by them. Yeah. Well, you know what? Your girls are also at an age where like, it's like the fun thing to do. My girls went through that too at that age. <laughs> Here's the thing. There's no like bad or bad or good to them. Like if they're not, it's not doing any bad them wearing it. And some adults wear it too, right? It provides that darkness. It also provides kind of that pressure, that acupuncture pressure feel um, on their face, which can be actually very soothing. I think it's a personal thing. I mean, I don't personally wear them. I know a lot of people who do wear them. Um, it's it's just customized. Like this is, and this is, we can talk about this when we talk about adult stuff. Customize your side of the bed to what works for you. And if an eye mask works for you or your kid, go for it. Okay, don't go anywhere because we're going to be back with more. I'm going to find out about this, this customization sleep that Alana's talking about. We're talking all about sleep on the show today. It's Global News Radio 640 Toronto, and you're tuned into The Parenting Show. You're listening to The Parenting Show with Pina Crispo on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. It is Sunday night and you are tuned into The Parenting Show right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. I'm your host, Pina Crispo, chicmama.ca. And tonight we're talking all things sleep with my good friend, Alana McGinn. She's a sleep consultant. She's a sleep expert. She's a mama. And uh, she's the founder of Good Night Sleep Site. She's also, she also has her own podcast called this girl loves sleep. I love sleep, but I don't get enough sleep, Alana. (laughs) (laughs) And it is something that I have been working on. Like I have been making it like a conscious effort every night to be like, okay, Pina, because I can go till two, three in the morning working. Right. So I have been saying, and to some people, this is probably still late, but I'm like, I need to be in bed before midnight. Yeah. Even if it's like, and lately I've been getting in bed at like 10 and I've just been like unwinding Mm -hmm. and then I may like put my head down at 1130. 
right. or midnight, something like that. So this is like a huge improvement for me. No, it's good. I mean, any little steps that you can do and you know what I've actually been doing. See, there was a shift in my house because my kids are my, my eldest is 13. My youngest, the twins just, just turned 10. So they are now going to bed later than me, which is like a huge shift. (laughs) And it took me a while to get into that because I was staying up later than them, but they're going to bed. You know, my 13 year old is now going to bed sometimes 10, 30, 11. You're, you know, you were talking about your friends, your kids saying, you know, well, my friends go to bed later. Like they live in a house of a sleep consultant. I've been hearing that (laughs) from like, (laughs) from the moment they went to school. So finally I've given her a bit of a later bedtime, the poor child. Um, but then I was staying up past that and I'm like, I can't do this. Like it's killing me. So now I go to bed before them. It's also kind of my escape because like we're all home, you know, I need like my quiet yeah, time. Just That's get away just, from me. Yeah, I'm done. <laughs> so it's kind of like when I shut that bedroom door, I'm like, ah, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And yeah, I'd imagine that that is, that's something that like, as a parent, you always think, no, I'm the parent. So I need to go to bed. After. It's a shift. Yeah, it, it, it did. It did. It, it was a weird shift, but I'm through it now. Like I, now I'm totally okay with going to bed before my kids. Um, I've accepted it and I'm good. Okay. I'm good so everyone that. listening at home, yeah. you now heard it from a sleep consultant's mouth that it is okay for you to go to bed, you know, based on your child's age, right. go to bed before your child. It is okay to do that. You don't need to Enjoy stay up. Enjoy those early bedtimes. Like for all the parents listening that have little kids that are fighting, putting their kids to bed early, like guys, you don't understand how good you have it right now. God <laughs> like, wouldn't give anything to go back to those years of like those 730 bedtimes. Oh my God. I know. That's why I like, I, I want, I don't want their bedtime to change. Like I am riding out this I fought it as for as long, long as, as I, I could. Yeah. But no. You mentioned customizing our, our sleep area. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm really interested in hearing about this. Yeah, help me so customize, Elena. I will me. help you. So listen, with the pandemic, I think the two biggest issues that we are seeing uh, with individuals struggling with sleep is one, stress and anxiety, which we can talk about, but two is definitely sleep environment. Because what's happened is, as you said, we're home a lot more, people are being forced to work at home now, um, and our room really should just be for sleep and sex. It really should just be, we should be, you know, building that strong association between sleep and our bed, um, and really spending 85% of the time in bed, we should be sleeping. But what's happening is our bedroom is becoming our home office, it's becoming our entertainment center, it's becoming our getaway, it's, you know, it's just becoming the room that we're doing, we're spending too much time awake in our room and in our bed, um, which is yeah. weakening that association that we want to actually be strengthening. So when I say customize your side of the bed, I think now is a really good time. And I, and that being said, I also understand that people are forced, like people might not have a choice. Their room might have to become their home office. Like I, I get the logistics in that. Um, but when it's time to go to bed or when you're done the day of work, put everything away, clear away that clutter so that you're not forced to check your emails before you go to bed and you're not forced to uh, look at your work files and look at your computer and things like that before you go to bed and and really customize this is you know when we get into the spring season I, I this is one of my favorite times especially for bedrooms because this is when you can really customize your side of the bed you can give your room that spring clean by clearing away that clutter we hibernate more in the winter so clear away you know all the 
just the the stuff that we all accumulate. Um, Get all that. And then, yeah, right. Maybe change your bedding. Um, You know, in the winter, we tend to have like more thicker blankets and the flannel sheets and all that. So maybe we need more spring-like bedding, thinner blankets, more breathable fabrics. Um, What, you know, if you share a bed, what you sleep with and what your partner sleep with doesn't have to be the same thing. You know, you can have your own blankets. You can use different pillows. You can have different bedding Um, because one might be a hot sleeper. One might be a a colder sleeper. Depends on on the individual, what you sleep in even. And isn't there like... Or can't you even find sheets that will work with like each individual's like body temps and stuff like that? Yeah. I mean, there's different, there's, there's so much different bedding out there that you can, you can find, but you want to find like, especially if you're a hot sleeper, especially for women that are listening. I mean, when we go through our hormonal shifts, as we get older, we go through uh, different shifts in life. Um, you know, I tend, as I'm getting older, I, I want more breathable fabrics, more fabrics, more wicking fabrics, more lighter fabrics. Um, we all tend to sleep better in a cooler environment and uh, no matter what your age is. So really, you know, customize your, your side of the bed and then customize your night table, like audit what's on your night table. I mean, we can get into tech, you know, definitely in the next segment, but making sure that, you know, things like we were talking about eye masks, earplugs, sound machines, uh, aromatherapy, think of your five senses, right? So sight, blackening up the rooms, uh, smells, aromatherapy, sounds, maybe you need a white noise, maybe you need a bone silent, you need the earplugs, Um, you know, whatever you need to sleep better, create that sleep toolkit and use. I like that. Like, I know for me, one of the big things is, um, I've got my journal. Yeah. Love. And I have my, um, my diffuser. Yeah. So I'll put a few drops of like lavender oil in there and then I'll get that going. And it just like, I'm cozy. I'm in my bed. I've got my nice fluffy duvet. And, but like you, I do want those more breathable uh, fabrics. You know what I mean? And I do like it cooler because I tend to get hot when I sleep. Yeah. So um, I'm the same way. Yeah. I love it. Uh, You know what I think we need to do? We need to do a shopping trip. Like we should just go to bed, bath and beyond or something like that, Elena. And then just just hit it up and you can just be like, okay, Pina, get this, get this. We'll do like a video. We should take, we should take the parenting show on, on the, the road, road. Yeah. with Alana McGinn to Bed Bath & Beyond and do some, do some serious sleep shopping. We're talking it. all things sleep on the show today. Don't go anywhere because we'll be back with more. This is the parenting show on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Now, back to The Parenting Show with Pina Crispo from ChicMama.ca on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. This is The Parenting Show on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. I'm your host, Pina Crispo, ChicMama.ca. We're talking sleep on the show tonight with sleep expert and sleep consultant and founder of Goodnight Sleep Site and host of (laughs) This Girl Loves Sleep podcast. I'm talking about Alana McGinn. She's also a mama, by the way, um, whose kids are now staying up later than she is. Um, Alana, we're talking about sleep for kids. We're talking about sleep for us adults and, and customizing our, our side of the bed. Um, when we're talking about customizing our side of the bed, what does that mean for electronics in the bedroom, Alana? 
So I have changed my tune on tech a little bit. So the old Alana would say to remove it. And I still think that if you are someone who is really struggling with sleep, like we're talking chronic insomnia, difficulty falling asleep, difficulty staying, um, falling back asleep if they're waking up and just overall poor sleep habits, and you really want to work on bettering them, my number one tip is always remove tech completely. So TVs, phones, you know, I always say stores still sell alarm, alarm clocks, remove all of that because it probably is, in my opinion, the biggest sleep buster in our bedroom. And the biggest reason why we are such a sleep deprived society, you know, you, you mentioned before we, we started recording why daytime savings, uh, why daylight savings times affects us so much. And it's because we're losing an hour going into it already a sleep deprived society. And I think a big part of it is because of tech, right? So remove it completely. That being said, again, as I said, I am a mom of three. I understand the gloriness that's a word of those evening hours of when the kids are quiet and are in bed and you just want to like watch a show and you just want to text with friends or just get caught up on social media like I I get that so I I always had a hard time especially for moms because I am a mom of telling them like don't do that (laughs) because we need to right that's our one for us totally so here's the thing if you're if you're okay with sleep, but you want to work on a little bit. I think the most important thing you can do is just set boundaries. So, you know, the news right now isn't great. Maybe don't watch the news right before you go to bed, you know, cause that's just going to amplify that stress and that anxiety. Um, if there's social media accounts that just don't make you feel very good, um, or give you FOMO, you know, whatever that is, you know, stay away from those right before you go to bed. Don't watch the serial killer shows. Right? Like if you're more <laughs> sensitive to that, right. Stay away from the Cecil hotel on Netflix, even though it was amazing. Um, but don't watch that right before you go to bed. So you know, set boundaries. That being said, if you want to text with some friends, cause that's all we can do right now or zoom with some friends, or there's a show that just makes you feel, this isn't me giving you permission to like binge a show till two o'clock in the morning, but watch an episode or two or a Bridgerton. A, yeah, <laughs> there you go. Um, or, you know, wh- like whatever you want to do, or if there's some social accounts that, you know, if you want to get lost in the TikTok hole, but it's, it's to laugh and to feel good. Yeah. That's okay. Again, not me giving you permission to do it till two o'clock in the morning, still protect that bedtime, Um, but just set boundaries on the tech. Uh, But if you're really struggling, it's always a good idea to remove it completely. And if you have a child who is entering the world of technology, starting to get their new phone, starting to get their social accounts, start early with setting those boundaries for them too, right? I did that with my daughter. We all, we don't, I don't have tech in the bedroom. We all plug in in our kitchen. She does as well. Um, And if you start that from day one, it's a lot easier to keep that going once they start kind of fighting you on it a little bit yeah then to take it back afterwards right it's so hard to set those boundaries after the fact once they become addicted because let's get real it is so addictive yeah it can be done it can be done so those that are listening they're like "Uh uh-oh too late you can still set those boundaries and rules but it's always a good idea to start it from the beginning if your child's just entering that world for sure yeah it'll make it so much easier yeah so much easier. Yeah. Alana, any like last minute tips or advice? Like, because like I said, you know, we've had you on the show before we've talked all about sleep and time change and, and summer sleep and like all of that stuff. But it has been different because we're dealing with a worldwide pandemic. You know what I mean? So it has like thrown a curveball at us, like at high speeds. So we're not, in a position 
you know what I mean? Today that we've ever been in before. Yeah. So any like tips or advice for the parents listening at home that, that may need, um, something for themselves or for their kids? Yeah. I think, I mean, like you said, this is such a different space that we're in, what this year has given us. And I think, like I said, stress, worry, anxiety, all of that is at an all time high. So, you know, I, I spoke about it a little bit before, but choose a calming activity that works best for you to, to minimize your own stress and anxiety. So that could be, you know, meditation, mindful thinking. And I know when people hear the word meditation, they may roll their eyes and think like, I don't have time to learn it. I'm one of those people. Like I get it. I don't have time to learn how to meditate, let alone teach my kid how to meditate, but there's some great apps um, that will help you, right. That will guide you through the mindful breathing, the, the meditation, the mindful thinking. So that could be a great thing to incorporate both for adult and child at bedtime and use those apps to help you. So you don't have to sit there and learn how to do it because yes. no one has time for that. Um, but choose an activity like for adults to getting outside. Like I said, it, it works with building the drive for sleep. Um, but it also works to kind of curb some of those anxiety spirals. When you feel one of those coming on, I know I do sometimes getting outside and walking it off is the best thing I can do. Um, the, you know, the last thing too, is, is just give yourself time throughout the day. I call them personal pauses. So give yourself, give yourself time throughout the day to, to, it sounds weird to say, but give yourself time throughout the day to stress out, you know, because what happens is we're so distracted during the day that we push everything down, 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 down. And then we get into bed, the distractions are gone. And that's when your brain just explodes with everything. So allow yourself time throughout the day. You don't spend a lot of time on it. Don't let it ruminate in your brain, but two or three minutes to, it could be something like just writing out your to-do list or allow those anxious thoughts to kind of flow in and flow out, work them through throughout the day so that when you're lying down in bed, you're not thinking about them because you've already handled it. You'd already tackled it. So um, give yourself a personal pause throughout the day, I think is really important. I like that. I like that. And I have to say for me, I've been doing the five minute journal. I got a five minute journal as a gift, um, like just after Christmas from a girlfriend. And that is giving me time in the morning to just pause and set my intentions and gratitude um, for the day. And then as well as something to do at night, just to like recap the night and like set the tone for like bedtime, you know? Yeah, I love that. Choose what works for you. It could be a bath. It could be writing in your journal, whatever works to kind of ease the thoughts in mind um, can help for sure. Yeah. Thank you so much, Alana. Like, honestly, you're always this like amazing wealth of knowledge and you always like, you always know exactly what to say to like, call me, make me feel better. Like, I think I'm going to go take a little, no, if I take a nap now, it's late. Okay. But I'm going to go to bed early tonight. Okay. And I think I'm going to have a fantastic sleep just because of you. Yeah. (laughs) Alana, if people want to find you, where can they find you? You can find me at goodnightsleepsite.com on Instagram at GN sleep site. And we actually just launched our new tween and teen sleep program, our DIY program that's available on our site. It just launched today. Oh my gosh. Okay, guys, go check it out. And don't forget to check out the podcast too. Because if you liked what you heard today, Alana always has amazing tips and advice and is covering off all types of different topics. And you can link to that through her website as well. Yes. Um, That is it for us. Everyone go get those kids to sleep and hit the sack. It's your time now. It's your time. (laughs) That is it for us. Uh, Thank you for joining us. And we'll catch you next week right here on The Parenting Show, Global News Radio 640 Toronto. And I'm your host, Pina Crispo, chicmama.ca.